Hello and welcome to a special edition Show Me Mo School Ooh. Facilities podcast by the Missouri School Plant Managers, Managers Association and Joshua Peach uh, as your host. And we've got co-creative director, Mr. Charlie Branham, joining us and all the way from New Jersey, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's actually New Jersey, but he's uh, spending quite a bit of time with some folks in Missouri, Mr. Keith Gorlay. And last but far from least, who we're going to talk about the man of the hour, uh, the new executive director for the National School Plant Managers Association, uh, Mr. Ken Wirtz. So look out. Ken. And before we start, we are sporting some shirts. We didn't intentionally do this, uh, but we're wearing shirts that both of us purchased last week uh, from uh, a dr another director of facilities for education, Christina Renault. In Plymouth, Massachusetts, she's got two 12-year-old kids, and uh, they wanted to do something uh, to make a difference. So they started the Dare to Care shirts uh, that they sell. I think it's on Etsy. We'll put it's on Bonfire. Bonfire. It's, it's yeah. Dare-2-Care at Bonfire. Yeah, of course. You've got it all in your head. Thanks. Well, um, I was just going to put the link on this. You should still yeah. do the link, yeah. but yeah. I wasn't going to promote uh, Be Awesome today. I was yeah. going to promote something yeah. else. So right? Dare to Care, but they... Uh, they give, I think, 10% of their profits is going to uh, anti-bullying programs. So that's, you know, when we talk about the kids, uh, a lot of these kids are doing stuff for other kids. And I think that's pretty cool. So if you want a cool shirt that comfortables all get out, check it out. We'll put the link in there. But on to the, on to the episode. On to the episode, John. On to the episode. Yeah. Um, so you've, you went through the uh, interview process. You answered a whole bunch of questions. You've been... Uh, elected or nominated or voted in unanimously to be the new executive director for NSPMA. Um, and Charlie, first thing he said was, uh, before he gets it, puts it on LinkedIn, he has to be on our podcast. So uh, well, here I am. Yeah, I it, mean it was, it wasn't, it, it wasn't an option. Um, it was, it was, it had to be done. And, uh, and if and, I couldn't make it, he was going to ask for Paul, because that was going to happen. <laughs> Paul, Paul is going to be the stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, Charlie, you wanted to have him on, so I'll let you be the first person to truly welcome him and ask any questions or talk to him about anything. I'm still well, off your hundred-year-old case. That's good. He's good. To well, welcome, welcome, Kenny. We're we uh, we in Missouri are just extremely uh, excited to have you leading our national association, uh, and, uh, and we are so pleased that. We have someone passionate about our schools and our school facilities and the and the role that they play in educating our students. And so uh, I've met you recently uh, a couple of times uh, through others, but then most recently out in New Jersey where Keith was host to both of us. And uh, I just just so pleased that I feel like you have that passion uh, to represent us. So I guess uh keith why don't you uh welcome welcome keith, kenny as well and i do have a couple questions josh all right well listen uh from a from another friend who's who's known you guys for a long time i uh i couldn't be happier i uh, i really i really see a future for the nspma yeah. um and that is something that i've always wanted to see for a long time and uh, I think they picked the right guy. You've done good. We're really yeah. happy to uh, 
we're happy to have you on board that's for sure well i i am i am both humbled and honored and uh don't think that i'm not going to be leaning on both of you extremely <laughs> heavily <laughs> over the upcoming uh, uh you know uh future of the association because it takes a village and uh it's been it's been unbelievable the outpouring of support and more the excitement of uh viewing nspma through a different lens and bringing another set of eyes and potentially a, a you know a change in direction so i'm i'm excited and i thank both of you for uh for your support otherwise we wouldn't be going down this road that's for sure i, I think uh charlie before you get to your question you know just for me um and for to put some context on this i think you 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 became or you were offered the executive director role while you were on the road last week yes so you you covered 2500 miles we we did my, my daughter and i my daughter is taking this semester off from from uh, college and um as one does we were storing some friends furniture in my barn and they moved to georgia so you load up the furniture and you drive it to Georgia for them because that's just what you do. Yeah. So we went long way around. We hit 13 states in seven days and covered 2,540, 54 miles. Yeah. Uh, and we just saw the countryside and we took long way around. And yeah, while we were in Pennsylvania, I got the um for and uh and directly after that um both keith watkins and debbie shedden reached out to me to let me know that it was a resounding yes they want to move forward with having me become the new part-time executive director so yeah. i'm excited i'm excited about it yeah. we'll, we'll get into that and in, uh part-time and just Ken, <laughs> kenny's part-time is a whole lot different than most people <laughs> same thing with you two uh you know you you find hours there's 168 hours from every week for everybody but I think the three guys that are on this uh, with me, uh, they definitely stretch that out pretty good. Um, but just that the, the the kind of the whole idea in the interview, and this was open, Keith Watkins put it out on LinkedIn and opened it up for anybody that yeah. wanted to apply. Um, it, it Resoundingly, you know, because I've known you for a long time, I feel that a lot of phone calls that said, is Kenny going for this? Is Kenny going for this? Kenny's the guy. Kenny's, Kenny's the horse I'm putting my money on. Um, you know, and I stayed... I tried to stay out of it and let you do right. your thing because you're also part-time executive director for the Massachusetts Facilities yeah. Administrator Association. So um, I, I think it's pretty much across the board. Everybody has the same sentiment. Like we, they picked, they picked right. They picked the right, the right person for the, for the job. Well, I so, hope so. I mean, yeah. I hope so. I'm going to throw everything I have at it and uh, we'll see where it goes. Interestingly, it's, it's, it's not unfamiliar territory for me. Yeah. You know, we had the same, we had the same journey with the MFAA several years ago, trying to figure out who we are as an association, where do we want to go? Uh, and, and the growth and, and the track and the layer of professionalism we bring to the industry, it, it easily transfers over to NSPMA. Yeah. Much like what Missouri's doing, what New Jersey's doing, you know, what, what Ohio's doing, what Pennsylvania's doing. There's a yeah. lot of great people doing a lot of great stuff out there. And I think NSPMA has a great base that we can build off of to provide better support for all the states out there. Mm -hmm. It's a really great opportunity. I mean, I, it's funny that, you know, driving to Statesboro, Georgia, I drove that way, looking at the world through a different lens, much like when I'm in Massachusetts, I'll drive, I'll drive long way around to get out to the Western part of the state. Cause I want to see what my member communities are up against. Yeah. 
I want to see what they're dealing with. I want to see, you know, the, the communities that have, the communities that have not, the communities that have less than have not, mm-hmm. and driving down through, you know, Virginia and through Maryland, through Delaware, through beautiful state of New Jersey. Keith, you're doing a great job. <laughs> um, you. you know, ended up in Georgia, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina. You get to see all that. And mm-hmm. I saw some really nice schools. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a nice school. And then I saw some schools like, hmm. That's a 50-year-old modular building where they have their early childhood center that has the playground of death. Remember those old metal slides you slide down and you get a sunburn <laughs> as you go down them? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just what I want to go down on an early childhood playground in Georgia. Yeah. A screaming 6,000-degree metal slide. Yeah. But that's our people, yeah. right? That's who we're supporting. And it was a really it was a, it was a great timing for me to take this trip because I knew. Once I got back, I was going to be in it hot and heavy. So it was yeah. a, it was a week away to just kind of take it all in. Yeah. Well, we're going to let Charlie Charlie ask some questions because he says he's got some before we do. Uh, Tom O'Donnell, thank you. He says congratulations, Kenny. Bill Shedden. Uh, well, Bill Shedden says uh, second. I'd like to congratulate Ken Kenworth for accepting the position of NSPMA's executive director. We're proud and excited to have him lead us and share his vision with NSPMA in our states. And then Deb Shedden says good morning. This is Debbie Shedden. Uh, first, thank you, Charlie and Missouri, for hosting this podcast. So, with that uh, gratitude, Charlie, I'll let you uh, throw your question. If you got some questions out there, throw them out. I do, Kenny. So, so as we're all here, the three of us, uh, Keith, you, and I are here representing our states. But now, with you representing all of us, where are we headed? What do you see forward for us? What's what's the vision NSPMA host for the nation? It's a, that's a great question, Charlie. And those are some of the questions that uh, they lobbied across the table at me um, during the interview process. And um, there's a, there's a couple, there's, there's some short term, then some mediocre term, you know, middle, middle ground term, and then some long range planning that needs to go. Um, I, I think we need to really dust off our strategic plan. And I think we need input from the members, um, what happens a lot of time, you guys know this too, uh, with any association, you, you're, you're made up of volunteers and you can ask as much as you can from volunteers, but you know that there are limitations. Um, so when creating a strategic plan, you really need input from all your membership, from all the states, from everyone to figure out what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, our current strategic plan doesn't have that. It has a vision of what some good intentions folk put together without really saying, hey, Alaska, how can we help you? You know, hey, Indiana, who doesn't have an association? How can we help you? Um, So I think first we need to figure out where we can get the most return on investment for what we can provide folks. Um, Second, I think we need to raise our level of professionalism, how we're viewed in the industry. That's always a struggle. You guys know that we deal with it here in Massachusetts. You know, it's like, oh, facilities director. Yeah, you're just that person that does this kind of stuff. It's like, no, we we manage multi-million dollar operating budgets. We, we, we manage second to roads in your community. We manage the most expensive asset that a town owns. This is not just, you know, a, a, a gal who, you know, was a custodian that all of a sudden moved up the ranks. This is, yeah. It might be a gal who moved up the ranks, but now she is in charge of a $25 million operations budget. Deal with that professionalism, you know, and it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, I I think there needs to be a a rebrand, certainly, 
of how we're approaching and how we're how we're reaching our members. I think the website has some great potential to do that. Um, you know, post COVID, I think people are more familiar with online learning. Uh, so creating a platform that our members can access for some legitimate professional development, not only for the leaders, but also for support staff, for the folk who work with us on our teams. Uh, there's no reason that we can't provide custodial training online. There's no reason we can't provide ladder safety training online. You know, these are the things that I, I, that I think all of us have been looking for for years. Uh, you know, I've been loosely involved with NSPMA for the past close to 20 years. I served on their board as an interim. Coincidentally, the year that we put together the uh, executive director's job description. So when I was applying for this job, I'm like, oh, I think I have a copy of that job description. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, so I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot we can do. But short term, we need to we need to do some some you know some outreach to let people know that there's a change. And within the first year, Charlie, I, I would expect that we'll be on good ground to move forward and, and help our states more than we're currently helping. Great, great, great to hear. And we got, uh, I'm, I'm thinking this is Pete Cantone. Pete Cantone says, congratulations, Ken. Looking forward to the next step. It's a, it's a smart air. I'm thinking that says defense. Uh, we get a little cutoff on the text. And then Philip Graham says, congratulations, Ken. So. Thank you, Pete. Uh, Thank congratulations you, are coming coming in fast Josh. and furious in the text. Classic Pete. Classic Pete. Classic yeah. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pete says, yes, sir, be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the only way Pete knows how to be. What else you got, Charlie? Did he did he did he answer all the questions with that what with that one answer? I mean, he kind of covered quite a few bases on that one. Trying. He circled, he circled the nation on that one, don't you think? Yeah, well, I mean, we are well, the national school plant managers. We need to figure out. You know, I was I was driving over here and from a, kind of the outside guy, non-executive director, not a facility director, but have been involved with all of these things for a long time. One of the things I've uncovered in the last couple of months that I think is, is going to be huge is how the states are going to, how you're going to help the states, but also how the states are going to help you. You know, the oh, NSPMA... Yeah can can essentially be a, a central depository uh charlie i'm going to pick on you guys uh the indoor air quality checklist that kyle garrell and luke guard and um um drawing a blank third person um gonna come to me um but the indoor air quality checklist it's on their website it's for the world to use yeah and it's and it's really good like new jersey new jersey certification program they got a ton of good stuff going on tapping into that and sharing it with all the state's members because I shared um, the indoor air quality uh, checklist I was on a call with another state. And they're like, hey, we really need to get a handle on this. Is there some some resource? And I, I sent that and they're like, this is awesome. So yeah, and and, par and part of our, I mean, speaking of indoor air quality, so, but, you know, during this, during this journey of figuring out, is this the right fit for me? Is this the right fit for the NSPMA? because the interview was both ways. I was interviewing them probably more than they were interviewing me. Uh, the number of times Debbie and Bill said, thank you for your candor, meaning thank you for your heated response to <laughs> targeting and, and prodding us and poking us with a hot poker. Um, it was really good. And uh, reaching out to all my colleagues and saying, what do you think? One of the people I reached out to was Dr. Erica Etland, who works for Perkins and Will uh, and uh, who's an international architectural firm, but she also, uh, I was working with her when she was wrapping up her doctoral studies at the Harvard uh, T.H. Chan School of Public Health. 
So she was on the team that created that nine pillars document saying what it takes to have a healthy building. She's excited to help the NSPMA take those documents like Charlie has and really target them to make sure that we're creating healthy and safe buildings. She recently was at the state house in Indiana uh, talking to their ways and means uh, uh, committee to talk about funding school maintenance. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that I think there's a lot of opportunity that we can from a higher level, go and target and hit some of those things to help support Charlie's indoor mm-hmm. air quality, to let people know this is why it matters. Stop cutting maintenance. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to pay for a teacher. I'm like, yeah, I know you need to pay for a teacher, but quite honestly, the building is more important than that one teacher. That one teacher reaches 50 kids. The building supports 500. Yeah. Well, and if you don't have proper, you know, we're going off the executive yeah. director talk and that's yeah. okay, but you know, if you don't, if you don't have proper ways and means of managing and providing safe indoor air quality that teacher that you're paying for is going to be able to sick a lot yeah, yeah. And you're going to be paying for a lot of substitute teachers to take that teacher's place yeah and the kids are going to be absent just like the age-old study that says good indoor air quality improves test scores and decreases attendance uh worries and uh lowers respiratory it's been, yeah. it's been around forever it's not it's, so it's new it's been around forever uh, it's just well, how do we handle it so and, and that's the thing that and, and charlie to you to your earlier question part of the part of the thought process is this So we struggle with reaching people where they're at. We put out best practices as a generic, hey, this is what you have to do. Well, not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. So for the communities that are gateway communities, the communities that are really rural, that are really struggling, that don't have a lot of funding and don't have a lot of resources, how can we give them best practices to meet them where they're at? You know, so it's not a one size fits all. And we've done that in Massachusetts. I'm sure you both have done that in in your states as well. We're so diverse. You can't just say, oh, no, you need to change your filters four times a year. Well, that's a best practice. I get that. But, you know, the the small rural community, we stayed in we stayed in Floyd, Virginia. You know, you blink and you miss the downtown. (laughs) They don't have an HVAC technician. They don't have the budget. So maybe twice a year is all they're going to get. And that might be good enough for that community. So I, I think those are some of the long range plans that I see are an opportunity for us, Charlie, that we can really create some great support to meet our members where they're at. Kenny, um, yes. what, what should a state expect from its national its parent organization. What what should we expect? Well, right now, there's the the value add that we bring to the table needs some growth. Um, I would expect that we'll have a digital platform that allows people to share resources, share information, to figure out how neighboring states are doing something. Um, it's hard to benchmark with some of that information, for sure. Um, I can't ask about integrated pest management in Massachusetts from someone who's in Georgia. We don't have fire ants. We don't. So there's some data that is geographically limiting as to what we can share nationally. But what I do see is information, like, for example, the uh, the federal government released the uh, interest uh, Introduction Act, the IRA. Funds are coming to schools across the country to help put a shot in the arm for renewables, geothermal, solar, wind. 
do we have someone at in DC from the Department of Energy that can give us an overview of what we can expect with those dollars? Do we partner with the federal government to have them provide our members a webinar explaining it? Those are some of the things that I think bring value because right now we're all trying to figure it out. The federal government is trying to figure it out too. No one knows. We all know that's a couple of billion dollars coming. We just don't know how it's going to be delivered. Um, so I, we're all struggling with that. So things like that, I see um, having a seat at the table, uh, partnering with groups like International ASBO. Um, who's who's the woman out in Oregon? Uh, Angie Peterman. In, Angie. Andrew, who's also Oregon right now. Okay. Any event. Um, during the COVID response, International ASBO had a seat at the table to come up with a plan on how we're going to safely operate schools. NSPMA did not. So we have non-facilities people making facilities decisions on a national level that are gonna impact how all of our states operate our buildings. And I just use that as one example. You know, there's a number of ways that we need to be more visible on a national level with the federal government to let them know, hey, we're here. If you're gonna do something, please ask us before you just give another unfunded mandate. Um, so I think that's a big piece of value that we can bring to the states. That improving communication between states, providing different professional development opportunities, um, raising awareness of the level of professionalism, providing leadership training. I mean, you, you're, both of your conferences are amazing. And, and, and you really, you know, you, you, you know I, I think we all share a similar view on these things that we can set up a conference that you're going to learn about roofs. You're going to learn about mill thickness of trash liners. You're going to learn about, you know, insulation and walls. Whoop-de-doo. What we really need is we need to know how to manage a difficult staff member. We need to learn how to do evaluations. We need to know how to deal with stress during difficult times. There's a lot of professional development that our industry has been woefully underserved for years. And I think that's a great piece that I think NSPMA should bring to the table. But with anything, Charlie, um, I'm passionate about a lot of things, but it's really the board's vision and the board's message and the board's direction that my job is to support. I'll help, I'll lead, I'll give them information, I'll bring ideas to the table, but the board has to be behind it as well. And and affiliate members need to speak up as well. And that's what I think is the important piece of, it's, it can't just be the Ken show, much like it just can't be the Charlie show or the Keith show. It's easy for us to be pigeonholed into that because we're the person who's in front of the microphone all the time. Um, but there's so many people behind that our job, my job is to serve those people. And as long as it aligns with me ethically, morally, spiritually, all that kind of fun stuff and something I'm passionate about, I'm ready to knock it out of the park. Cherie Lewis. Cherie Lewis. That's who it is. Yeah, she, she was, uh, that's who it is. She worked in a prison, I think. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. So that's that's one of my people I'm going to reach out to in Oregon because Oregon doesn't have a lot of participation. I have to reach out to Sherry. We were on a panel presentation together during COVID where we pour into someone together um, from the federal government who was making recommendations that just weren't applicable. They, they wouldn't fit. And both Sherry and I are like, what are you talking about, dude? I think he was from Johns Hopkins. I'm like, that, that, that's not real. What you're saying isn't real. 
So we need more of that. We need more colleagues and peers who are recognized and who are willing to help support our endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it's interesting. Charlie, I think, I think you made, the, I think you asked me the question that had me say, you know, about being patient. You said, what do you want? What are you looking for? Or something like that. And I said, well, in five years, you know, I want to be, I want to be the person in Missouri that every facility director in the state, when they need something, they know to call me first. doesn't matter what it is. I want to be the trusted resource. Um, and I think based on what Ken just said and the ASBO buy-in for Ken, because some states have already, you know, you've already talked to some states and you've yep. already got some experience in the states. It's, it's pretty evident that ASBOs around the country, and I'm sure ASBO International, they want someone to be at the table from a national level to represent the best practices and best needs from a facility aspect. Um, and up and and now they now they they potentially have that 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 understanding. We're seeing more. Um, you know, Keith, I saw you know executive director for New Jersey ASBO at your conference. I'm sure, she leans on you. Her and her organization lean on you for for doing things. I think that's that's one of those things. And AASA, the, the superintendents group too, is another yeah. one to 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 start to to lean into to because you know the biggest thing that I always make my comments on when I'm talking about when I'm in my day job working with facility directors is if you don't have the answer, how do you expect anybody above you to? So if you don't know what you're looking, you know, if you don't know what you're looking for, if you don't know that, if you don't know your, your data, then your business manager, superintendent is, and then they're just making decisions based on best guess. Right. And uh, you're going to be able to provide it so that they're giving it on best information. Right. That's, that's pretty cool. So. And as, and as all, all four of us know, it's, it's, it's an interesting opportunity to try to educate educators about our world. Uh, and that's putting it lightly. Um, those partnerships that Josh is talking about, I've made them in Massachusetts. You know, we're partners with our superintendents, with our business officials. We've partnered with all of the regulatory bodies for state agencies. There's no reason we can't, we can't and shouldn't do the same thing with our federal counterparts. Uh, you know, and it's it's just it's I'm excited about it. And and my wife tries to temper my uh, passion, oftentimes saying you want a speedboat and your board wants a cruise ship. You need to figure out somewhere in between because I just want to go and I want to go fast and I want to go, go, go. Um, so we'll find that balancing act somewhere in between. So that way I don't scare people off um, with my passion. But I, I think there's a lot of excitement right now from a lot of groups that uh, I, I'm humbled, but I'm also, I'm also looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that comes to the next point, which is, this is a part-time. <laughs> yeah. You, you just, you just went yeah. for three full-time jobs. Um, yeah. And I think it's important that all the states that are, we got a lot of people uh, watching us and there'll be a lot of people listening to this, um, you know, you're going to need to let people know what you need, not just from the board and surveying and everything else, because rising tide floats all ships. Yeah. Um, we all want to be rowing this together with you. So turning this full, this part-time position into a full-time opportunity of, of making a difference. Uh, um, I think a lot of folks are going to, like you are, you said it right out of the gate, you're going to be leaning on Charlie and Keith and, and they're, they're all for it. This, uh, there's going to be 48 other States that, uh, yeah, and, and and part of that lean is, you know, it's so everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, right? And um, me coming to the table, I just bring some different strengths that hopefully balance out 
the things that I struggle with. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent for, you know, sharing, sharing information and resources using a Google platform. Mm-hmm. There's no, with all the technology and all the- Charlie's not, you can't say this with Charlie's not his head because he's all about Google platform. Right. <laughs> but there's no reason that we all can't have meetings and all share information and all make progress virtually from our own offices in our own states. It's, 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 it's inconceivable to think that we're going to get 50 executive directors together in one room to have a three hour meeting. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. But- if it's part of something larger, yeah, well, that makes sense. If it's a leadership summit where we can all spend two days together, awesome. It's windshield time. It's return on investment. I mean, we do the same thing, right? If I'm driving out to Western Mass, I'm making four meetings along the way. Yep. If I have to go into Boston and meet with someone, I'm having lunch with the head of the Department of Energy on the same day. Then I'm going to go drive down the street and have a pint with someone else. I'm going to have three or four meetings on that same day. Um, how NSPMA has been operating it, it's, it makes it difficult to, to achieve as much as we could uh, just because it's it, it needs to just kind of, in my view, it needs to shift to a more digital platform. Mm-hmm. I, we still need that in-person feel. I'm, I'm still a huge proponent for breaking bread. I think that, you know, after five o'clock when the sessions are done, that's really where the magic happens. That's mm-hmm. where you make these connections, where you make, where you, where you make these lifelong friends. Uh, who I can call up on any given Tuesday and say, Keith, I'm losing my mind. What do you think about this? Charlie, oh my God, I'm ready to, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it's a balancing act, but it's it's exciting. I don't know. That's the only thing I can say. I'm really just, I'm blown away by the outpour of support and, and shared excitement about this. It's going to be really, it's going to be a really cool ride. Uh, and and I would I would think within five years, this job will likely morph into more. Yeah. Whether it's me, whether it's someone else, whether it's two people doing two part-time jobs, who knows? Yeah. It's too far. It's too far ahead to, to project. But I can see the association growing. Um, one of my targets, Charlie, to talk about you know shop and internal stuff is we really need to diversify our, our business portfolio. Um, we're we're kind of a, a one-trick pony right now. Um, so and you and I talked about this, and Keith, you and I talked about this as well. So it's just looking at business models. It's figuring out, you know, where are we going to get our best ROI with with not just money, but time spent on achieving something. Um, the strategic plan is a good starting point, but some of the goals and some of the aspirations in the current strategic plan are just too lofty. They're not achievable, not with the current funding and not with the current staffing. So it's how do you temper that and how do you really hone in on what's achievable year one, year two, year three, year five, and then get people to buy into the concept. No, you got you got us all Yeah, speech, you got us all speechless here. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, uh no, I think this is uh I mean this this is just I've watched you. You know, you and I were going on nineteen years nineteen years, 19, my friend. Jeez. Nineteen years ago, actually it was May 1st. Holy mackerel. Look at that. May 1st, 2004 is when I started my previous career today. I had no idea. It was 19 years ago. And it's going to be 19 years ago well, in about three weeks. Happy anniversary, yeah, Josh. About 19 years ago and three weeks from now that I was ch- chasing you in Stone Hill College in the parking lot. And I've I've gotten the opportunity to go from uh, a salesperson chasing a prospective client 
to having a client, to having a friend, to having a brother uh, that, that uh, you know, I get to come to his house. I'm in his barn with him in case anybody didn't know. That's why we get the yeah, split screen. We're, we're in the intergalactic but, headquarters. But, you know, I, I got to, to watch you, you know, make a difficult, it wasn't a difficult decision. I thought it was a difficult decision to go from, you know, a full-time facility director in a very well, good, great school district. Great school district, uh, yeah. To, to retire early. Um, and and take on a part-time role as an uh, executive director out, outside your comfort zone in ways, in some ways, um, and and kill it and just grow this organization. You know, when I chased you 19 years ago, this it was an association that had three rows of companies in a room that you guys basically did. You know, 30 facility directors did a parade around the room, and then you'd had you know a handful of facility directors down the Cape for a couple of days. For, for an event, you know, for just a, a professional development event. And now you've taken it to, you know, renting out the DCU Center in Worcester, which yeah. is a huge, huge facility and having hundreds of attendees, having, you know, 150 vendors, um, a wait list and, and just grow your membership, your, your custodial trainings that have hundreds. You just did it two weeks ago to have hundreds of people. Oh. So your, your vision and your, your passion and what you chase after when you see something is uh, it's extraordinary. It's something I, oh, I uh, you know, we don't talk about it a lot because that's what friends do. We don't talk about this kind of stuff until we absolutely have to, but um, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, I, I'm so excited to see um, what you do. And, uh, and I hope you keep driving the speedboat. Don't worry about cruise ships. You'll, They'll, they'll 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 be they'll be a happy medium someplace. Uh, I'll, I'll, wa there. I'll wave to him as I blast by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, got, we got a couple of comments. Uh, Pete says classic Ken. Uh, remote <laughs> communication is critically important to us. Uh, addressing. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm, we got a whole bunch of stuff Ooh, we got to catch out. up on. Yeah, I want to make sure we address all these. Um, da -da 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 -da. Uh, this is from Bill and Deb Shedden. Ken's vision and passion are exactly what NSPMA needs and why we hired him. And he has 100% of my and Debbie's support as well. And then Bill Shedden says, addressing that rural need, that's where Bill and I live. I sit on my school board and listen to all kinds of facility issues. I have only, I have the only K-12 school in our state, 125 students. Uh, Casey Hausman, right. love the podcast. Thank you, Josh Charlie. And Josh and Charlie, Ken, I look forward to working with you and growing NSPMA. Uh, and then, so being able to give our states information that will assist every type of school district is paramount from Bill and Deb Shedden. So we got quite a few, quite a few folks Look at that. chiming in here, which is great. Got Thank you. Sparked up. Yeah, we got, right. we, got, we got a little spark here little, first thing on May little, 1st. Little, getting little things fire going. in the belly. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So no, this is, uh, this has been great guys. You got any, uh, last last words of encouragement or uh questions or anything and if anybody's got any questions that they can post right on the the chat here i'm following along pretty good i, I got a little bit behind there can i uh just go back to the training piece for a minute yes Absolutely. Please. and and this is one of the things that we realized here in new jersey with the cefm uh program and everything else and i'm in the middle of a class right now with ASBO doing their certification here in New Jersey. And I've got 30 in the class. We've got another class of 30 going on in South Jersey. Um, and, and what I'm finding out is that they are just cold, stone cold, haven't got a clue about code or anything else. Now I want you to imagine our people, your people, 
walking into this job nowadays with nothing, okay? Not having any clue of what goes on code-wise or anything else. I can't even begin to imagine walking in the doors of a school and taking on the job of facility manager, director of facilities, whatever you want to call it, and try to run something and have not an idea. So the, the training piece for me is huge, whether it be, you know, and I guess, and I understand that it's going to be different across all of the states. That's, and that's one of the challenges you're going to have uh, doing this part-time. Uh, we'll talk about that more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> part-time. Um, so yeah, the, the, I think the training piece for me is huge because we've just got so many out there that, that want to learn that just don't have the, they don't have the, it's not the ability they want to learn. It's just, they, they, there's nobody there for them. Right. And right. I think that's, that's where we come in. That's where yeah, we I, that's a great point, Keith. And, and I think there's some opportunity to, like, like you said, um, codes are always hard because every state thinks they're better than the other states. So we take the national code and then we tweak it a little bit to meet our needs. Yeah. Um, right. yeah but, but the, the message, you know, the, the, those people who, who are, who are walking in and become shocked. It's, it's, you know, those are the people we need to reach and let them know, take a breath. You're yeah. not alone. There's other folks who are colleagues who have been through the same thing. You know, the deer in the headlights kind of vibe. Um, it's, it's providing them a format for them to be heard and then to provide them kind of, Oh, you're in this state. You should really connect with this person or, have you partnered with your building inspector and your fire chief because they're your local mm -hmm. code officials in your community? The code might say something, but Chief Smith, he thinks something different and you've got to keep the chief happy. So you better go have a cup of coffee with that chief and figure out what you need in that community. So there's a lot of different things that we know because we've been at it for a long time. Yeah. Um, that that bringing these new folks, like in, in Massachusetts, we're seeing so many so much turnover of our current facilities directors. Uh, we're, we're seeing positions that are left open for a year mm -hmm. because no one's applying for them because who in their right mind would want to take on this job? So it's trying to it's trying to balance that out too to make the job, to have people understand that the job is an amazing opportunity. And it's not just you know because of the salary, because of the benefits, because of whatever. It's because your career impacts so many lives. I still remember the first the first time I was in Sharon when it was my 13th year and I realized the kids that were graduating that year were the same kindergartners the year I started. Yeah. I saw these children go through their entire public education cycle. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't do my best, what does that say for them? And a lot of times our members lose sight of that. I know I did. You get stuck in the business, you know, the day-to-day -day business. Um, but there's a lot of those pieces that, you know, it's, it's reminding folks of the importance of connecting with what we do and why we do it. Some people do it well. Some people struggle with it. Um, and it's just, you know, getting the message out because that's a common message that's shared with everybody. I don't care what state you're from. If you're not in it to try and help the kids out, you shouldn't be in it. Yeah. There's, there's just so much that we need to do what we do. 
Oh yeah. The package is is unbelievable. All the way from the the attitude, the patience, the and you know, it's just there's so much. Well, it's it's, it's not for everybody, but yeah, it's not. Well, it's not and, and, and Keith, the same goes for teachers, right? Yeah. right. Post COVID, teachers are struggling. Yeah. It's really hard. So if we can take one nuisance away from a teacher's day and allow them to focus on what their core mission is, all the better. If they've got a Univent heater that's clicking away because some kid dropped a crayon box in it yeah. and it's driving the teacher the bananas, well, that doesn't help them. Or if you have an unstable temperature where the teacher spends the entire day worrying if they're going to have heat or not, well, then they're not worrying about the student who's struggling in the second row. So there's a lot of pieces to it. And, and it's trying to it's trying to bridge those gaps. You know, we've always been so compartmentalized of, oh, the teachers are over there, stupid teachers union. Oh my God, the administration. It's we we we've we've grown into a culture where we like to combat each other versus we're all rowing the same ship together. So I, I think that's where the national also has some opportunity to change the dialogue and to build those bridges and to kind of move us in a direction where we're all trying to achieve the same thing, which is provide safe and healthy learning environments for our teachers and, and kids. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, you know, the piece that I think Keith is one of the things is the, the, the younger folks coming in that are, that we go, what are you thinking? And in 1984, whenever you started Keith, I'm sure people said, what were you thinking? And being yeah. so director back then from being today is night and day. Um, it is way more complex. There is a lot more, the laundry list of to-dos is a lot longer. And so getting these these younger workforce entry level, uh, new 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 facility directors to come in, uh, we gotta we gotta get them experience faster, right? You gotta get them and it's 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 mentorship, it's 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 guidance, it's it's best practice, it's a, a lot of different things. Um, and we got about a couple minutes because you gotta wrap up at 10, right? Yep. Um, and we get uh, Lightning Leo, your right, former oh. IT director, says, uh, we love the Ken show. Uh, and then uh, Pete Cantone came back. There are things that can be trained and transcend state-specific needs and some things that are state-specific. The clearer you are on who you can contribute, what, the more effective the collaboration. And then Leo Brem says, they appreciate clean bathrooms and being able to open windows, too. Yes, so, they yes, do. Yes, they do. So uh, no, no, no better words coming from the IT director than that. Right. Clean bathrooms and open the windows too. It's not rocket science, but uh, no, this is great, and we're going to get off of this. And Kenny's going to officially put uh, his LinkedIn status as NSPMA executive director. So we beat LinkedIn on this one, which you beat is LinkedIn, which you is great. Beat social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. It's a look at you. Yeah, you that's, guys are trailblazers. Yeah, that's what that's what we tried. We tried. It's all to be. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, the trailblazer, and he brought Keith and I along for the ride. So that's uh, that's that's been uh, that's been a fun. It's been a fun week putting this together. And uh, we are the show that, me you know. state, and we do we do occupy the center of yeah. the United States, Josh. Yes, you do. Yes. And I'm and I'm looking forward to checking out more of the show me state at your conference this coming year. So yeah. I'm excited about that opportunity. And uh, I think Keith Gourlay needs to come too. I think, I think, the, uh, I think the East coast, maybe we need to make a road trip, pick up Keith oh, on the way. 
I, 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 I New York heat and then New Jersey. Can't, give me, give me a couple, <laughs> give me a couple days to recover from my twenty five hundred miles I just drove. Yeah. But then, yes, absolutely, yeah. we will drive out to Missouri and we're going to stop in every honky tonk along the way. It's going to be great. I, I think we will do it. I'll fly out and ride with you if that's the case. Oh, now, now, now we've Look got out. a challenge. Look out. We might need to get a, a like a conversion van or something oh, like yeah. a 1987. Oh, yeah, here, here we go. Keith, send us your address. We'll put it in the uh, GPS for the September. Okay, so, sounds like a deal. <laughs> well, this this has been great, guys. I appreciate uh, everybody making the time. Like I said, we, we needed to beat LinkedIn on this one. So um, appreciate it, uh, Charlie. Great idea. Uh, I think a great start to uh, what's what's sure to be uh, a massive impact, a ripple effect. Uh, as Charlie says, he's in the center of the country. I think this is going to ripple out and Absolutely. be a tidal wave on the on the coast to coast. So, uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Thank my you, friend. my friend. I appreciate oh, it. And guys, thank you for hosting me and for all the support through this process. I'm excited and uh, getting ready to roll up the sleeves and tear into it. Yeah, and we'll close with close with Chris Ruth says, "Great conversation to start the week." Thanks, Josh and Charlie, for putting this on. Congrats, Ken. And uh, Pete says, good luck. Ken, be awesome. So I think that's going to do it here, guys. Go about your days and uh, enjoy. And uh, I'm going to get out of here. So uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening, everybody, and watching for our first live. If you can follow us on LinkedIn at the, at the uh, Show Me Mo School Facilities podcast channel, um, we're going to start doing live on YouTube. But once we hit... Uh, the number of followers on that page on LinkedIn. We can do them live on LinkedIn as well. Because this is kind of fun, Charlie. Uh, these these live ones. I kind of I kind of like this this better than the uh, recorded versions because we get a lot of we get a lot of on the fly comments. So uh, that'll do it from here, and uh, we will talk to everybody soon. Thanks, everyone. Be well.